In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So today, the first Sunday after Easter, is called Low Sunday. It's called this for centuries, but also more recently, Divine Mercy Sunday. This was given by uh, Pope St. John Paul II, uh, following the uh, visions given to St. Faustina Kowalska. Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, So it's fitting on today to consider uh, some aspects of mercy. Mercy and forgiveness, justice, repentance, and so on, how they all uh, fit together. Uh, So there are two kinds of mercy, or rather I should say there are two kinds of people who can receive mercy. The guilty and the unfortunate. Uh, Both because mercy involves uh, the relief of suffering, right? Seeing somebody suffering and doing something about it. So the unfortunate. Uh, Mercy to the unfortunate could be called applied compassion. Compassion sees another suffering and wants to do something about it. Mercy actually does something. Uh, We see this in the parable of the Good Samaritan. The man who was beset by robbers and left by dead on the side of the road. He wasn't guilty. He didn't deserve that. It was misfortune. Uh, And the Good Samaritan, seeing him, had compassion and took mercy and relieved his suffering. And our Lord says this. Our Lord asks, who was neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The answer, he who showed him mercy. Right, relief of suffering. Uh, But the withholding of punishment is also called mercy. It is uh, a punishment given to a criminal who has done wrong, uh, but then the judge or or whomever it belongs, uh, withholding a part or all of the punishment. That can also be called having mercy. Now, God is merciful, and God wants to relieve us of as much suffering as possible. And we should really really, um, believe this. God does not want us to suffer. And here's the strange thing. Because God doesn't want us to suffer, he wants us to suffer. Meaning, uh, there are some people who cause their own suffering. There's a greater suffering and a lesser suffering. And to prevent the greater, God will allow the lesser. And that's really what that, that is about. Uh, for a criminal, say for, say for example, what if nobody was ever punished? What if there was no punishments and no suffering at all? Uh, the world would be filled with criminals. Right? There would just be uh, untold suffering. So by the suffering of some, those who don't want to be good, uh, in a certain sense, uh, they don't want to by love, but they are forced to by fear of punishment, fear of suffering. So that's one of the reasons suffering is necessary. Uh, another one, imagine uh, the little child that never suffers. He's never punished, never goes hungry, um, never thirsty, always get whatever it wants. What's going to happen to that young child? Uh, becomes what we call a spoiled brat. Right? Uh, suffering forces us to display virtue. Right? It, it prevents us from becoming wicked. Uh, and it's, when we, what that word spoiled, what that means is something that was good and has become bad. And that really we should think about that. Right? Suffering prevents us from becoming spoiled. Uh, what does God desire in, in suffering? The same thing he desires in mercy, which is the conversion of heart. As I live, saith the Lord, I do not desire the death of the wicked, but that he turn from his ways and live. That is what God wants. 
right? Mercy and suffering, actually they have the same goal, is to turn our hearts, right? Turn us towards good and away from evil. Oh, now God can forgive anything. We wouldn't say God has forgiven everything. That was what the cross was. He forgives those who ask. He forgives those who don't ask. He even forgives those who aren't sorry. We see this on the cross. When our Lord prays and says, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't even know enough to ask for forgiveness. They don't even know what they're doing is wrong. But he forgives them anyways. Uh, the trouble with mercy, if we could say that, is that it's a two-way street. Uh, you can extend mercy all you want, but the person on the other end may not be able to receive it. Uh, so let's look at this. So God can forgive, the, he forgives those who ask, he forgives those who don't ask, he even forgives those who aren't sorry, because they might not know, right? Someone back, after he forgave them and they saw who he was, they went back beating their breasts, right? it says in the scriptures, after they'd seen all these things. But what about those who don't want to be sorry? They do know, they know what is good, they know who God is, they, don't want, they want to be wicked, they don't want to be good, and they're not sorry for having been wicked. Can God forgive even them? Can he have mercy on those kinds of people? Well, let's go back and look at the first person who fits that description, which would be Lucifer, right? He rebelled against God. Uh, non servium, I will not serve. All rational creatures, men and angels, were created to know, love, and serve God. And that's our fulfillment. That's what is going to make us truly happy. Uh, but we also owe that to God in justice. God gave us everything. We owe him everything in return. Obedience, love, and respect. Satan refused to give that to God. I will not serve. will not do it. So could God forgive that? And could God have mercy on Satan? Let's, let's imagine this conversation, right? Um, theologians tell us that Satan's sin is that he was grieved that God was better than he was. If that's your problem, it's not going away, right? That's a bad problem to have. God will always be better than anything he creates. But that was Satan's it was his envy, it was his jealousy. And that is why he said, non serviam. I will not serve you. I want it to be the other way around. I want to be served. I want to serve myself. I want you to serve me. Uh, so God says, you know, Satan, imagine this, right? I forgive you. I forgive you for not serving me. I forgive you for the injustice. I forgive you for the uh, disrespect. I forgive you for the disobedience. That's okay. All is forgiven. In fact, I even invite you to stay in heaven. What would Satan have said? I don't want to be in heaven. Heaven is the place where all those people are who love you and who serve you and who obey you. I don't want to be around those people. I don't want to be around you. I'm jealous of you. I, this is what Satan said to God. I, I want to be as far away from you as possible. There's a problem. God is everywhere. Where could Satan go where God was not? There was no place. Didn't exist. Doesn't exist. Until God in his mercy said to Satan, you don't want to be in heaven, I won't force you to stay. And you want to get as far away from me as possible, I'll tell you what, I will create for you a place in the universe where I remove as much of myself as possible. I'll create a place and I'll remove my goodness, I'll remove my mercy, I'll re remove my, my justice, my laws. I'll remove everything. You can go there if you wish. 
exactly where Satan and the demons chose to go, and we call this place hell. They chose to go there. And it's funny to think about it. It's quite ironic that it was Satan and the demons who received God's mercy and not the good angels who remained in heaven. The good angels in heaven didn't need mercy because they didn't sin. The good angels in heaven were never forgiven because they never sinned. Satan and the demons are the ones who received the mercy of God. And we would, we would do well to think about that right here on earth. Yeah, Divine Mercy Sunday is that God does extend his mercy to everyone. It is extended. Uh, and the sad thing is that there are those souls on earth who do not want to love God. They do not want to serve God. They do not want to obey God. And this is manifested, right? In those who are uh, the church, the church that God created on earth, he desires all men to belong to that church. What God wants for mankind is for us to respect his laws, for us to obey his laws, his laws concerning marriage, his laws concerning the sanctity of life, his laws concerning human sexuality. We have to obey those. We have to love those. We have to respect those, even as we love and obey and respect God himself. Failing to do that, failing to love God, failing to want to love God, will result in those persons receiving the same mercy that was given to uh, Satan and the, and the demons. They'll be given the mercy. You don't have to be in heaven. There's a place for you. Uh, so the greatest mercy we can ask for God is the mercy to give us that suffering which will uh, result in a change of heart. The suffering of uh, a guilty conscience, uh, the suffering of uh, a collapsing society, right? the, the suffering of uh, personal hardship from my own bad mistakes. Those are all good. Those are all sufferings, lesser sufferings than the greatest suffering of all, which is a complete rejection of God and the desire to be in hell as far away from God as possible. That's the worst suffering. So on this Divine Mercy Sunday, let us ask for that. Let us ask for the greatest mercy that God can bestow. To permit and allow the suffering which will change the hearts of the wicked, even if that's my heart. Grant unto us, O Lord, your mercy. Grant unto us those merciful sufferings by which we will turn aside from our wickedness and learn to serve you with all our heart, all our mind, and all our strength before it is too late. God bless you all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost.